Hey everyone, welcome back to If You Build It, They Might Come, a podcast by student pastors for student pastors, and I'm your host, Brandon Bonville. On this episode, I had the privilege to sit down with my good friend, John Rush, down at Elevation Church, and we had an amazing conversation talking about how to leverage social media for your student ministry. This is a conversation you do not want to miss, so go ahead and share this with all of your friends, all your other student pastors. Check it out. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, we're back again for our second episode of If You Build It, They Might Come, and I'm excited. I'm joined by my friend, John Rush. Uh, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, what's up, y'all? I, I love that title. <laughs> if, if You Build It, They Might Come. That's, that's, <laughs> that's ministry right there, dog. For real. Um, yeah, my name is uh, John Rush. Um, I am on uh, the Central Youth Team at Elevation Church. Uh, my wife and I moved uh, here to Charlotte um, from Rockford, Illinois. We were youth pastors there for 10 years. She was on staff at our, our, our previous church as well. And then uh, we were asked to uh, come join the team at Elevation by our, our Central Youth Pastor, Tim Summers the goat uh and um first we said no um and then uh god wouldn't leave us alone about it and we really felt like it was the right thing to do um we're really passionate about longevity uh my wife and i and i think there's far too many people hopping around and so we were like man if, if we're gonna go somewhere it's gotta be god and um and so i almost risked losing my friendship with tim forever um by by turning him down but he is a gracious man and we serve a gracious God. And, and now we're here in Charlotte. So we moved here last January. What a crazy year it's been to uh, come on staff um, here and jump right in. Um, I am um, alongside of Gina McCauley. If y'all don't know who Gina McCauley is, she is one of the greatest youth pastors in the actual world. She's from South Africa. So she truly has a global, uh, global scope to her. But she and I are, um, in addition to being on the central team here, um, we are our Ballantyne Campus Youth Pastors, which is our broadcast. Uh, if you see any of our uh, worship experiences on Sunday, Rhythm Nights, that's, um, that's broadcast at our Ballantyne Campus. And we're the youth pastors specifically at that campus uh, as well. I mean, there's so much more I could say. I have a daughter named Sayla. My wife's name is Amanda. My dog's name is Daryl. I love video games. I'm a huge nerd. That's, that's Yeah, that's really what's important. Here's my question. Did you get the new WoW update? Are you that, that much of a video game nerd? hundred percent. I'm such a video game nerd that I almost failed high school because of the game world of Warcraft. And now that I am, uh, now that my mom can't, um, uh, hide my keyboard from me or ground me, I'm back to playing world of Warcraft. and we'll see if it's a good thing or a bad thing. If we go into another lockdown as, in our nation, um, and, uh, I'm playing wow currently, I'll probably get fired. So pray yeah. for me, you guys, like it's over. So be praying for John, be praying for John. Yeah. If we go into another lockdown, remember him. Um, yes. that's awesome, man. Well, I'm so pumped to be able to connect with you, spend some time talking today about, yeah. um, social media and student ministry and how they can yeah. both work together. Um, something that probably like nine months ago, some people in the student ministry world kind of rolled their eyes at. But then yeah. all of a sudden lockdown hit and that changed everything, right? It changed yeah. everything when it comes to, to social media and student ministry. And so, dude, let's just dive right in. I, I'm excited to talk about this and, and kind of get your thoughts on it. And so when it comes to COVID, right, when it came to the lockdown, did that change what you were doing with social media? Yeah, 
Well, I feel like – I think what you said is so great that people roll their eyes at it. And I, I think if we're honest, there are still people who are rolling their eyes at it. True. They just can't fight it anymore uh, because now it's undeniable. And for a while, what was once optional became essential. So if you didn't get on social media or online, you just couldn't have a youth ministry for a while. But we should – you should title this something like why you don't need social media <laughs> and, like, really pull them in because here's the thing. Every youth pastor listening, you don't need social media but your middle schoolers and your high schoolers do. True. And, and, and they need you to be on social media and they need, they need your youth ministry on social media. And, um, and I, my encouragement to everyone is to not, to not equate success on social media um, in comparison to Jake Paul or even what we're doing at elevation. You need to equate success as social media in the same way you would equate success in anything else. You need to equate leaders being recruited, our, our parents being connected to. I think why social media is so frustrating is because if we're honest, we put ourselves on an unnecessary scoring uh, uh, trail, scoreboard. Yeah. You know, the win of your social media isn't that 5,000 kids from around the world plug into your youth ministry. The first win is that the 45 kids God has entrusted you to that they feel stewarded, they feel connected, that in a platform that they're on, like it's just undeniable. Like we can either run from it and let Jake Paul have all the influence on social media <laughs> or we can pop up um, and, and influence there. So you don't need social media, but I, I'm thoroughly convinced that, that um, the, the middle school and high school students that are under your care uh, and that God wants you to reach, they, they need you to be on social media. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. I mean, you just look at it and, and I love what you said about uh, there's, different there's different wins for different people, right? Like yeah. a, a win for Elevation Church might be different than a win for me here at Grace Church in right. West Bridgewater. Um, because my, just like your goal, my goal is I want to see this, the kids in the community here get plugged in. Yep. I want to see them checking out our devotionals. I want to see them looking at, Oh my gosh, there's an event. Now I want to go to that. I, I want to yep. see those kids as much as I'd love for a kid over in like Uganda to check out our student ministry page. Like I want our local students to plug in. That's the ultimate yep. goal. Um, yep. Do you feel like COVID maybe changed that too? Like the, the way you were kind of viewing those wins when it comes to social media, do you feel like COVID changed that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know if it changed the wins. I think it clarified the wins, you know, because I mean, like anyone, like anyone, you know, we want to put out great content and we want to put out engaging stuff and we want to put out stuff that our students like. And so uh, just like sometimes all of us do with our programming and uh, events, sometimes we put in crap that is just crap <laughs> and it's too much hype or too much fluff. And, and it's almost like in our effort to be in the same space as Travis Scott or David Dobrik or Billie Eilish, um, it's smart to sometimes sound and look like them to talk the language, right? Yeah. But if we are trying to pattern them too much, then we're just being, I don't even know that it's like sinful. I think that's where people get wrong. Like, oh my gosh, you preach the gospel. It's like, well, <laughs> what do you mean? You're at the grocery store. Why don't you, if, if, if we're supposed to preach the gospel with our mouths everywhere we go, then why didn't you preach the gospel to the person that checked out, checked you out at the grocery store? <laughs> it's just, right. it's just, the argument doesn't hold up. I think it's less about it being sinful from a spiritual standpoint and more about just simply being ineffective. Like yeah. if we're putting out something that's merely funny, 
and that doesn't lead towards our values and doesn't lead people towards community, um, then not only is it not effective from a standpoint of our metrics of did we get someone connected, but I think students see that. Like students aren't yes. coming onto social media to see us be Travis Scott. I think they appreciate when we know about things about their world. Sure. And it's not just hype beast cool stuff. Like, hey, a lot of your fifth graders, your fourth graders, probably even some of your third graders, like sixth graders, they love the game Roblox. It's like right. a kid game. And like, I should know about that. Yeah. Not because it's cool. I don't care. Like, I think the other misnomer of knowing youth culture is to almost like we see these youth pastors trying to copy it right. instead of curate it. Like, don't copy it. Don't become it. Don't, yeah. don't. like cringe comes from when you're trying sure. to be something that you're not, you know, students can sniff it. that stuff out, man. Students 100%. can sniff that stuff stuff out. And when we start, uh, when we start trying to compete with the Travis Scott's with the Billy Eilish's with the David Dobrik's like all these people that can create content that I, honestly, I'll never have access to. I'll never be able right. to create. When we start trying to do that, we're actually doing a disservice to the students because they can see yeah. right through it. They're like, well, okay, it, this isn't it, real. It's like we, we are in some sense of a competition with the culture. The Bible tells us this, you know, uh, but it's like we do not wage war the way the world does. Right. So it's like if right. we try to beat them head on, you know, like we need to be aware, like, like something that Tim and I always say um, is like, people ask us who's the biggest youth ministry in the world. And we always say like Travis Scott. <laughs> and the reason why is because like what made us think that way is like he did a, an event in Fortnite, and oh. some, some absurd thing, like an in-game event, like the featured him, yeah. like in the game and something like 30 million people attended it. Right. Like, through their Xbox. They were there. Yeah. And so it's like, well, a lot of those are probably teenagers. So you got, you got a youth ministry that's 30 million. No. Sure. And on, are they worshiping the right thing? No. And so if I'm out there preaching against Travis Scott in Fortnite, I don't think I'm going to win. But if I, but like that, that's the wrong competition. But if I don't have an awareness as a youth pastor to know, there are a lot of people influencing our teenagers. Yeah. And I need to at least offer an alternative. And I think if we follow the life of Jesus, I think Jesus was like the least cringy person ever. Like yeah. Jesus was at the parties, but he wasn't getting drunk. And, right. and he wasn't there to call everyone out, but yet at the same time, these sinners changed the way that they, like, I just think we need to just get closer to how Jesus influenced culture yeah. and, and understand that. I even think of when the devil brought him up to that high place and said, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he was like, Hey, you want to, you want to change the world? Jesus, you want to take over the world here? I'll give it to you. And Jesus goes, Hey dog, I am going to take over the world. I am going to change yeah. the world, but it's not going to be the way that you, you do it. I don't need your methods. And I think it's like something John Mark Comer is a great author. I'm reading his book right now, The Ruthless Elimination of oh, Hurry. Dude. It's like an amazing Yeah, I read amazing that two book. months ago. Changed my life. It's changing my life currently. He said in another uh, talk referencing culture, he said that um, if we demonize culture, then we are missing an opportunity where the people that need Jesus are. Yeah. He said, but if, if we succumb to culture, right, if we become like it, like we were talking about, well, that's bad too. So the word he used was we need to subvert culture. And mm. he referenced how Paul used the Roman roads, which if people don't know that the Roman empire had one of the most intricate constructions of like paved roads. Yeah. And it's actually one of the things that allowed their armies to move so fast. It allowed trade and money. Like a ro roads are underrated, dog. <laughs> and, <laughs> and anyway, like these roads were created to, to, to worship Caesar and to, 
to subject people into slavery and to yeah. do all this stuff. But Paul took what was evil and he used it to spread the gospel. That's good. So Paul literally took, so I think in that kind of mindset, if we can put ourselves there, if we're not competing against culture directly, like calling out Travis Scott, but we're not going to put our head in the sand. Like he's also not influencing more teenagers than sure. probably the whole church is combined. Yeah. Okay. So going off of that, cause I think that's a really good point. And, and I'm kind of wondering if we should just do a podcast about roads instead. We could just talk about yeah, how great go. roads are. Um, let's go. No. Okay. So going off of that, I, I think that's a really strong point. So what are, what are the advantages when you invest in um, developing a social media and a strong social media presence for your students, right? Not, not for us, but for our middle schoolers, our high schoolers, what are some of the advantages that that offers us? Well, I think, I think the amazing thing about what social media does is at its, at its simplest form, it's just broadcasting what already is happening. Yeah. So all you have to do as a youth pastor is keep developing great student leaders, keep having great messages, keep being funny and relevant, keep talking to parents, keep showing up in kids' lives, keep developing great leaders and giving them great teachings and, 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 and keep being creative and, and artistic and, and championing your pastor. And then you know what you do with your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook? Flip the camera on and just post the picture. You capture it. Post the video. Yeah, Gary V um, is one of the smartest minds when it comes to social media. Spoiler alert, he is not a Christ follower, um, to my <laughs> knowledge, and, he's, and he has quite colorful language. So maybe don't use his videos to train your student leaders. Um, not that it's like unlike anything they hear at school or see on Reddit. But, right. uh, but one of the things he says is when you're starting out creatively, he's like, because he has like a guy follow him around with a camera and edit videos on the spot. Yeah. So people are like, oh, easy for you to have a successful social media because you, right. you have a full time. But he said, I didn't start that way. And he says, what he encourages people to do is document over create. So I'm telling you, That's stop good. using cheesy design apps. Everyone knows you use the same app. It looks bad. It looks, looks bad. Like, guess what graphics look good? When a graphic designer who's a professional does it <laughs> yeah. or someone who's training to be a professional. Right. Stop making crappy graphics on an app and develop some students and then just take a picture of it. Like just Dude, show them good. what's happening. And then guess what? You develop enough students and leaders and you spend time on like you maximize on your strengths. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to run into a leader who does graphic design full time and says, you know what? Let me help. Now you have a basis. A lot of us are trying to slap graphics on, on, on content we don't even have yet. And, and I think that's why youth pastors feel threatened by social media yes. is because it feels like an area that they're weak in. And it feels like a distraction from what they're meant to do, which is disciple people. 100%. Yes. I, I love document over create. We need yep. to stop taking hours and hours and hours out of our week to make a graphic that students are going to look at for three seconds on our Instagram page. Yep. We need to take more time documenting what we are doing to shepherd and love our students throughout the week. How can yep. we develop them? Are we documenting it? Are we showing other students, hey, we're not just here to throw cool events and be a likable guy on Sunday nights or Wednesday nights or whenever it is that you meet. We are here because we love you and we want to see you grow in your love and your relationship with Jesus. That's ultimately yep. what we're, we're not going to stop at just creating a graphic. We're going to go so yep. much further than that. So I love 
document over create. I think that is a great motto right there. And here's that's a Gary V line. Let me I'll give you a John Rush line. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah, we got Gary V. Okay, let's get John Rush. I you can't fake great content. Yeah, and that's great good. content is unmistakable. So like, for instance, you can post about how you want to reach your city and how you care about people at your schools, or like, like some graphic or like a tweet, or you can take a picture of how you dropped off your local principal Starbucks. That's good, man. And there's just something that like, when you document what's actually happening, it's undeniable. Like, yeah. And that's why sometimes even like pre COVID, like when some of us are trying to hide the weak spots of our youth ministry, like, oh, make it look like there's a hundred in the room when there's 30. Right. What you're actually doing is you're robbing people from the engaging story of God actually either growing your youth ministry from 30 to 60. Come on. Or showing how even if you're only, quote, ever 30, God is using you guys in a powerful way. And Come so on, bro. I just think, man, like you can't, you can't fake great content. And God is probably doing more. If you would open your eyes to what God is doing in your youth ministry and we're just trying to be loud about that you'd probably actually create more content and then get better at what you're already good at come on dude that's a that is a good word i know there are probably student pastors that are going to listen to this that have sat in the back of their little room and done the camera angle just right so it looks like that room's packed and the only reason i know that is because i've done it i've been that guy (laughs) let's go back of the room like oh it's just dark enough nobody will be able to tell we take that picture, dude, I think that is, we're robbing, just like you said, we're robbing people of seeing how God grew a student ministry and it kept growing from maybe 30 to 60 to 100 when we're not actually documenting what God is doing in that moment. I think that yeah. is, that's a really, really good word. And so we do it with our lives. Like my wife yeah. and I, like we're still paying off debt, which I, if we probably were all honest, many of us are. Sure. And so instead of my wife and I trying to put on a facade, we're telling a story. So guess what? The next time that I buy a car debt free, it now is a part of the story and yeah. it's a testimony versus me trying to act like something that I'm not hiding things, putting filters on our lives and on our ministry is not only bad storytelling, it's toxic to our souls. And yeah. I just think if you stop, fight the right fights, compare yourself to Travis Scott from the standpoint of he's influencing a lot of youth that I need to be influencing, but don't compare yourself to the youth ministry down the road or across the pond. Like that's not just make good, keep doing what you're doing. Be good at that. And then video it and then post it. Right. That's good, man. That's good. So, okay. So we've established basically that like social media should be an element to your student ministry. It's going to help you connect with students. It's going to help. We need to be documenting over creating. We need to have some sort of presence, especially in the day and age that we live in now with COVID. Like it's just something that we should be spending a little bit of time in, but we also know that it doesn't stop there, right? Like you and I are not satisfied with just having a social media presence. We want to see that social media. Uh, We want to leverage that to help students move deeper in their faith, right? Yep. Because, because if, if we're not doing that, then we're not doing what God's called us to do. We're, we're right. just, we're wasting our time on social media. So how can you do that when it comes to social media? What are some ways that maybe you've seen it done or, or you you guys are currently doing to help students move deeper in their faith through your guys' social media? Yeah. I mean, I think like we're getting really serious about you version 
plans. Like okay. we have, we're blessed, we're blessed um, to, we're kind of in a spot where like we can, we get our own, we kind of we write our own plans. We have a content writer that does that. And then we get them submitted on you version. I'm not sure like what level, it, how long it takes to like get your own plan submitted. But like at the same time though, like use what's already out there. Like whether it's yeah. our plans or, or switch or I mean anything. Um, um, I, I just think like utilizing what's already out there and not being ashamed to do it. Um, and I think the, the reality is, is, um, that's just a kind of a pride thing. Yeah. Honest, okay. So there's this, this is like, if, if you watch, if you watch some YouTube, some YouTubers, a lot of their content is shamelessly making content based off of someone else's content. Yeah. Reaction videos, right. unboxing videos, sneaker culture. So like, I almost feel like it's more cringy to try to pretend yeah. like something is yours or to try to make something that you just don't have the time or resources or talent yeah. to do. I would literally make unboxing videos yeah. of resources <laughs> you find online, the Bible project, like, yeah. un, like literally shoot a video where it's you, the youth pastor and some leaders watching a Bible project video and then reacting to it and then yeah. linking to the full video in your profile and saying, all right, tell us what you thought and tying that into a series you're doing. Um, I just think like getting smart with that, like I, you said it, don't spend three hours on something that has 3% impact, sure. maximize your impact. And you have to create your, this is, I think we blame a lot on COVID. I just think COVID revealed a lot. Social Absolutely. media was already, social media was already essential. Part of why it was easy for us to move to an online youth ministry had nothing to do with our resources and had everything to do um, with how clear we were on our mission and vision. We already had our mission and vision locked in. And here's the thing that some of you, a lot of you guys are missing measurables on how, you know, if you're accomplishing that mission and vision. Yeah. And so ours are very simple. Our new, our, how many youth are being added to a group based off of what we just did and how many leaders are being recruited or developed in what we did. Those are our measurables. That's good. For instance, our, our vision is to develop youth through influence culture, it's a little bit harder to measure, but if we are adding youth to e-groups and developing more youth leaders to develop yeah. them, well, that's a measurable on how we're actually doing it. So when we post or do live streams, YouthX, many of you may have heard, some many of you may have not, but we did our a 72-hour live stream nonstop at our summer camp. The way we knew it was a success is because we saw over 400 teenagers join an e-group yeah that that 72 hours alone right right which so you had thousands of people watch and tune in but that wasn't the number that mattered it was the number which students right. are jumping into our our life groups our e-groups our small groups whatever you guys want to call those groups are students getting involved or are you yep. just putting things out there that students it's not moving the needle it's not doing yep. anything like for us, that is, that is a huge thing for us. If we, if we post an event online and, and students see that, and we see new students coming to the student ministry and they're like, Oh yeah, I saw my friend like tag me in this post or, or my friend DM'd me this graphic. And I was like, I'll just come check it out. That's a measurable for us. That's a win yeah. for us. That means yep. that those, that 30 minutes we took spending, put a graphic out online. It was worth it. It, because it, its return was one student having one chance to find and follow Jesus. And yep. that's the goal. That's the ultimate yep. goal. 
So I think I, comments and shares are the ultimate metric in social sure. media. Like, just like what you said, because if a student likes it, they'll talk about, they'll talk yes. on it. And then what you just did is you created a conversation and community. And if someone really likes something, they'll share it. And yes. you can track the, all that stuff on social media. Yeah. And again, we have to stop trying to go viral. And just like what you said, every right. youth pastor needs to let what you just said go deep in their hearts. If four of my students understand that by sharing a, a one-minute encouragement about yeah. how they matter from their youth pastor, that is a massive step in their faith. Yeah. Like that is a massive step in them now one day going off to a college or an industry um, and understanding the value of, of talking about Jesus in their everyday life. If a yeah. student isn't posting about Jesus on some level, they're probably not talking about him in their right. everyday life. Right. So that's another measurable. I think that's a, that's a really good point. And, and one of the ways, I, I don't want to spend much more time on this, but one of the ways that we um, develop those students and use social media as an influence um, with the youth and in our area this past, uh, just probably three or four months ago, is I asked uh, eight students in our student ministry to all take 10 minutes and do a student devotional that we post on our Instagram page. You would not believe it's our highest engaged posts of all time on our student ministry page. I had students right. from schools I didn't even know existed commenting saying, hey, I know her. Hey, I know him. That was awesome. Thank you for your encouragement. What that did for those eight students' faith is immeasurable in my mind. I have seen those eight students go to a new level in their faith. And most of them point back to that event and say, I never thought I'd be able to do something like that. And it changed awesome. how I, how I interact with friends, how I share the gospel. It, it changed everything for me. That's Use amazing. your social media for things like that. Use your yep. social media, not just to put graphics up, not just to post funny memes, but to show that your students are being developed, document over create, right? We're back to that document over create. I think that's so good. All right. Last thing I, I want to talk about this last thing. Uh, what would you say to the student pastors out there that say they don't have the time or maybe the budget in their mind to invest in this? What would you say to them? I think, I, I think, you know, one of our, one of our values as a church is um, embracing limitation. That's good. Is, is thinking inside the box. It's one of one of our codes, and I I think if we stare at the opposition and the obstacle, and what we can't do, it is always going to limit us. Instead of going, well, what can I do? Like, what what do I have time to do? Even like what you said, like if you're going to design memes, create a meme team. Yeah. Get your students <laughs> to so do it. Good. Because guess what? If it fails, it's still a success because yeah, so they good. did it. It, it, like, it, and, and so I, I just think, I just think if you have, if you have some measurables that are attached to social media that line up with your mission and vision as a yeah. youth ministry, and then, and then you just rally your team around it, you're going to have time. And any time that I find that I'm going, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I have to make a decision because if I live in the middle, it's toxic for everyone and unproductive yeah. for everyone. So either I make time. I cut it completely or I realize I'm doing something that I could be building a volunteer team around yeah. or empowering someone else to do. And there is so much of our time that goes into doing instead of developing myself included. And I think we've got to start time auditing because what yeah. doing 
has an immediate result. You go at the end of the day and you have five things checked off your list and you can control that. But developing might not get you done. You might feel behind for a few weeks, but what's going to start to happen is you're going to have an army of people who are helping you. And one of the things that we all have a bad habit of doing is finding our two or three most committed volunteers and piling everything on them. And then they get burned out or unproductive. Instead, what we need to do is let our top volunteers be good at a couple of things. Let them just focus on that. And then you know what you do with them? You help them, you help, you help them help you develop other people. Well, so if you don't have time, stop living in the middle and make a decision. But I'm telling you, to not be on social media is like it would be the equivalent of not <laughs> understanding that teenagers <laughs> just like pizza, right? <laughs> they like video games. Yeah. They like to hang out. They like right. to like, it's just, it is a part of life. And although Good. it's being used in some really bad ways, so are highways and so are roads yeah. and car accidents don't make us not drive cars. They make us, invent seatbelts, enforce seatbelt laws, yeah. and, and, and create safe drivers. Let's create some safe drivers on social media and give them some stoplights, some green lights, and in a, in a highway to God's way. See, bah, 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 oh bah. my gosh, let's go. <laughs> See, I knew we'd come back to roads. I knew we'd come back to roads. I knew that's what this podcast is ultimately about. Dude, that is, that is really good. That's, that is some good stuff. We got some student pastors listening to this. Man, that's some good knowledge that was dropped yeah. today on this podcast. And um, I know I'm super grateful for this time that we had with John and, and just being able to chat and kind of talk through some of these things that we're all wrestling with. We're all still trying to figure out and do better. Um, and man, I'm thankful for you guys down at Elevation. I'm thankful for what you're doing, John. I'm thankful for you um, just taking some time to, to sit down and um, just create something to remind student pastors out there that Listen, they're not alone, and, and we're all in this um, together. So, man, it has been Yeah, a- and if we can help, hit us up on social. My, my Instagram is just my name, John Rush, Elevation YTH. Let us know how our team um, can help in any way. We're, we're in this with you guys. Yeah. Awesome, man. Man, it was so great to sit down and talk with John Rush down at Elevation Church and talk about how to leverage social media for your student ministry. Uh, Thank you to everyone that's tuning in, that's listening to this adventure that we're all on called Student Ministry. And some of you listening that that maybe aren't part of Student Ministry, I thank you for tuning in as well. Special thanks to John Rush for taking time to hang out with all of us. And listen, I know student ministry is hard, but just remember, we are better together. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode. See you next time.